Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Score Petrangelo. Locked off by Byfield. Broke his stick. Puck sent down into the empty net. Kopitar number 400. Winners, and there's no greater winner, in my opinion, in the game today with how he plays and how his career has been conducted than the great Andre Kopitar of the LA Kings. Marty, sometimes you know when a player is on the ice and a milestone is imminent and the other net is empty, even if the play doesn't appear to be going the right way, somehow the puck finds that great player and from about 150 feet, with the puck never once sitting flat, even when it was on his blade to begin with, it twisted and turned and rolled. And there was Kopitar with his 400th on a night when he was wearing full turtleneck neck guard, higher than anybody yes. else, which again speaks to his investment in the game, his care for the game. Everything he does, it's like he does it with an extra um, bit of, I don't know, attention to detail, um, trying to set a good example, being willing to put himself out there. This player is, I mean, we we have said this so many times when Bergeron was playing and it was East Coast Bergeron, West Coast Kopitar, call it what you will, but like the LA Kings haven't lost a game on the road this year. They were full marks for a win over Vegas last night. And um, I can't, honestly, I can't say enough about this guy. I think he is, one of the most overlooked model citizens this game has ever seen. And well, we've had a couple of really interesting empty netters over the last two nights. Yeah. Miko Rantanen the other day shot it like all the way in the air and it landed right at the goal line and into the net. Yeah. Sidney Crosby had a pretty good one, but yeah, great players always find that, that uh, opportunity, right? To score empty net goals and to ice the game, to put the game away. I mean, this was a 3-1 game. They were up by two, but it's still, you ice the game, you put it away. And you're right about the neck guard. And obviously, we're going to have Darren Drager later in the show, bottom of the hour. We'll talk to him about some of the, the players and, and what is going on with, with the neck guards. But for me, you need leaders. You need somebody that kids are going to look up to, and not just kids, teenagers, because the seven, eight-year-olds, you say, wear a neck guard, they'll wear it, right? I mean, it's mandatory. The 18-year-old and the college kids that have, are the ones that need to take the step now, um, they they don't want to do it because they've never done it. And they're like, ah, I don't want to do it. It's it's It gets in the way. I don't like it. 
But then you look on TV and then you say Anze Kopitar with the neck guard. And you're like, wow. I mean, Anze Kopitar has been in the NHL all this time and has not worn, worn a, a neck guard. And now all of a sudden he has one on? Like, okay, well, and it's two, he, two to three inches higher than the ones everybody else is experimenting yeah, back in the right days. Now. Like, Yashin had the turtleneck and Placanic had the turtleneck, right? And it was like, Jimmy oh, Schoenfeld look at Feld wore a turtleneck back Jim in the day. <laughs> that's why I wore a turtleneck because so, I didn't like the neck guard. So I was like, at least I'm giving myself added protection. But I also had the throat dangler, I had a lot of protection, but I felt I needed a little something that would help. Not just for a skate, but sticks. Like they come and they 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 scratch you. And back in the days, it would wood stick. So if it scratched you and you got splinter, it was not good. Like it 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 hurt a lot. So I wore the turtleneck for that. And I'm saying I saw other goaltenders wear the turtleneck, and I was like, well, you know, Felix Podvan wore the turtleneck. I'll yeah. wear the turtleneck, sure. right? Like I'll do yeah. it. And so Anze Kopitar wears the neck guard, and I hope that it's. Not just him, but, and it's not just Henry Yokiaru wears the neck guard. That's great. Love Henry. But you know what? Like if Tage Thompson were the neck guard, I think that would, that would go a, a longer way. And, and Tage will get there. Rasmus Dahlin tried it. He's going to, he talked about it. He said it was warm, but I'm sure there's different models and there's different ways you can do it. But if Dahl's where's the neck guard and if Tage wears the neck guard, Kopitar and, you know, the stars in the league wear them. Then all of a sudden it changes how young youth hockey players and teenagers see the neck guard. They're like, well, my idol's wearing it and they don't have a problem with it. I, I think Kopitar last night, more than the 400 goal, great career. He continues to play amazing. That's what I take out of. He had the long black neck guard, neck protection uh, that he was, uh, you know, using in the game. So he's climbing up a. He just continues to climb uh, the mountain that is uh, all-time leaders in King's history. He's at 1,154 points. He needs 154 to become the King's all-time leading scorer to pass Marcel Dion. So he's got all of this year and two more years on his contract. Will he get 154 more points? Yes. Yes, I think that's a... That's 50 a year at his age is a lot. I think Enzo Kopitar, I can mark him down for 60 to 70, uh, wow. maybe this oh, good. year. I'm, I'm glad you said, I mean, I think it's amazing. Like, <laughs> you know, and we know that Ovi's not producing the same number of goals right now. So that's why I kind of yeah, threw it, threw it Ovi, at you because I wasn't sure how you were going to, you know, whether yeah, you're. Ovi doesn't have a good team right now. And I think a lot of it is, is sure, going to sure. be a reason why now Ovi's not going to. Be the same, but I mean, Kopitar is already, he's over a point a game this year. And he has the insurance of having Philip Deneau and Pierre-Luc Dubois with him as the top three centers on that team. Um, It's not easy to pick who you're going to be matching up against and how you're going to do. That's why LA is perfect on the road this year, because they get to the road and they don't have to chase any matchups. They say, Kopitar, you go. Deneau, you go. Dubois, you go. Pierre-Luc Dubois had a goal again yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, look, Vegas is a great team, but I am telling you right now, the LA Kings, the way they're built, if mm-hmm. they continue to keep getting goaltending mm-hmm. with Cam Talbot the way that they have, mm-hmm. they will be a force to reckon with in the West. Well, we've wondered it for a couple of years because they've run into Edmonton, which is younger, obviously, and their superstar power is younger. But wouldn't this be something in the dynamic of team building? 
that if LA did take the next step and advanced deep in the playoffs this year, that they would have done so while retaining two critical members from the past, Kopitar and Dowdy. Yeah. Like that's, you know, the Penguins did it. Obviously they had the 08, 09 run against the Red Wings. And then years later, boom, boom, back-to-back cup 16, 17, right? Same nucleus, uh, despite the year missed by Latang due to injury. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There was Latang, Malkin, Crosby, right? So it's, it's impressive. And it speaks a lot to these guys and their durability. And that's going to bring us back here to the Sabres. Like Kopitar's played over 1,300 NHL games, right? Yeah. We're looking at this next wave of Sabres as they get ready for Minnesota tomorrow. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, well, the good news is the Sabres are 3-1-1 one, and one in the last five. Mm. But they've also been dealing with a lot of roster manipulation here, whether it's young defensemen or mid-20s forwards. Like Alex Tuck is day-to-day with an upper body injury, right? So at times, there's been a wing position open uh, due to injury this year. When Jack Quinn wasn't there, when Zach Benson came up, you know, and then the recent call-ups in Byro and Rusek, and then Tuck comes back and he's dynamite, right? And yep. he, and he's on the top line again. And but this is this is the challenge of day to day in the NHL. And you know, so today at practice with Tuck upper body day to day and hopeful that he plays tomorrow. Here we are looking at Matt Savoy with Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner and and wondering like really. Like that's what a, if it happens, like what an opportunity, but at the same time, you're going crap. Like you don't want Alex Tuck out of the lineup. Well, yeah. And that my first thought of it was, okay, who's missing? Number one, Savoy's playing with Thompson and Skinner. Uh, where is Tuck? Oh, he's not there. Obviously day to day with an upper body. Uh, hopefully he plays tomorrow. Uh, but then I'm like, well, is Savoy on the Thompson line as just a spot holder or mm-hmm. could you see Savoy? Being on that line and then have Tuck with maybe Middlestat and Greenway and then have Paterka somewhere else. Like I, and I don't want to move Paterka off of the Middlestat line, but I'm saying like now with, with, if Tuck comes back, you, I want to see Matt Savoy in games and I want to see him soon. I think that there's a real opportunity to not let him sit on the side for a week, 10 days before getting him in the game. So I'm looking at Friday, Saturday, and I think there's an opportunity, at least in one of the games, for Savoy to go. We'll see what happens with Tuck. But I I really like that the Sabres have had that flexibility. I really like that when Zach Benson was in, it's like, hey, kid, whoa. Play with Thompson. Let's go. Let's see what you got. Hey, Savoy, practice with Tage. And let's see. Like we, I feel Savoy is a top six, not a bottom six on this team. Maybe that changes um, depending on how you want to build your roster. But look, having injuries is no fun. Matthias mm-hmm. Samuelson is out. Ryan Johnson comes in, plays well. That's great. That's a great problem to have. Now, if Tuck is day-to-day, maybe Savoy comes in and fills in that gap. And maybe that's another great problem to have. At least you got depth now, something that I I don't know the Sabres really have had the last few years and been able to overcome. Well, I mean, was there anything else amidst the configurations today that really stood out to you based on what we've been seeing the last few games where the Sabres have picked up seven of the last 10 points? No, I, I don't I don't think there's anything that surprises me right now with Don Granado trying to um change things. I think that obviously Samuelson practicing in full is a great sign. Eric Comrie practicing in full is a great sign. But what do you do 
What do you do when those guys are ready to come back? Like, I love Darlene and Ryan Johnson. Right. I don't want that to go away. One full game, but I love it. Mm -hmm. I think there's such potential. And Mm -hmm. I know potential means you ain't done, you know, nothing yet. That's, you know, somebody says you have a lot of potential. That means, well, you know what? You haven't done anything yet, but over time, like I see that as being a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is obviously going to be some, uh, some tough decisions. If everybody stays healthy, the Sabres will have to make in the next little bit here, but uh, you know, that's for the next little bit right yeah. now. I'm happy to see Samuelson back on the ice. I'm happy to see Comrie back on the ice and I'm happy that the Sabres have found a rhythm in their game, even in Carolina, tough game. You lose in overtime, but they, you know, Overall, they found a bit of a rhythm. The power play we discussed yesterday is still an issue. And without talk, um, it could still be an issue on the power play, depending on who you replace them with. But isn't that actually potentially beneficial, necessitating change? As I was you saying know, it, you know? I'm like, this is, I'm opening the door for Duffer for a great yeah, feedback and it has question here. It has nothing to do with Alex Tuck. No. It has nothing. And, and we saw tweets yesterday where some person said, you know, emphatically take Jeff Skinner off because he's never been a power play guy in his career. And and while the tone of that may have read with perhaps a little too much urgency for my liking, yeah. there are facts to back it up that Jeff Skinner in his time in the NHL has been one of the best even strength goal scorers. Yep. It has not been driven by power play success. So even though he's emerged as clearly one of your best goal scorers with three 30 plus seasons in the last five years with the Sabres, it doesn't mean you have to marry yourself to these players who going back to last season, Marty, and dare I say, and this was not the piece of research I wanted to find last <laughs> night, going back to that ill-fated black and red loss against Philadelphia for nothing they were shut out, their power play has dropped. Off, I'm just going to put it this way, dropped off significantly compared to what it was through the first 37 games of last year. Yes. So now you're looking at a larger sample size than just the start of this year. And mostly the personnel has not changed, Mm -hmm. right? So I think we just need to be open to, you know, some movement there. But at the same time, most of us agree with exactly what you said yesterday. It's not necessarily the personnel it's how they're going about it on zone entries. And I don't know if there's a savior out there on the roster that is all of a sudden going to be the catalyst to changing how they get into the zone. Well, you know what? I Maybe I'm watching too much football and paying too close attention to the Bills, but it's almost the same kind of uh, conversation with the Bills. It's They got the pieces. It's the scheme. It's the the game plan. It's the, the routes and the plays that they're calling. It's almost the same thing with the power play. You would want Dallin. Thompson, Tuck, Skinner, Cousins, or Middlestat, you would want those guys on your power play any day of the week. Right. They're talented hockey players. They all have different tool set, skill set, big shot, great vision, great passer, great net front. Like you have everything there. But how do you make it work? And it starts with, we talked yesterday about zone entries. Mm-hmm. And then it starts, with, and then when you have zone entries, then you have to have a system that works in the zone. But not having Alex Tuck and at practice today, and who knows if he'll be in the lineup tomorrow. He's, you know, they hope that he will play, but he's day to day with an upper body. Mm-hmm. Could be some 
way, shape, form, a blessing in disguise to be able to try somebody else. And could that person be uh, Matt Savoy? Matt Savoy has been a power play guy his career in juniors. He knows how to work a power play. Could be him. Could it be that you call up somebody like a Yuri Kulik because, you know, maybe Tuck is a little longer than you thought and you have the opportunity to call somebody up and say, hey, we're going to try you on the power play. Or maybe is it that you're going to spread your talent over two power plays and say, let's try that. Instead of really putting it on one, let's spread it over two and have some consistency that way. Two is the magic number here, as in... Do you go unconventional in today's world and try two defensemen for the first time in a long time? It's not like you're not blessed with talent there. Uh, Well, also, because the way that I see it is with power and Darlene being a left left shot, um, you can put power on the right flank, Darlene in the middle, and Thompson on the on the left flank, and you still have your two one-timer options. Mm-hmm. But if you go to power, it's only for the one-timer. It's not for him to run the power play from the, the half wall. So does that make you a little bit more predictable? Possibly, but can you scheme it in a way that you open other things up? Again, the other day we talked about having a left shot in the bumper position to be able to use the down low play to Alex Tuck. He's a right hand shot. So you go down low to Alex Tuck. It comes back to the bumper. Maybe it goes across to Jeff Skinner. Like there's ways to open things up. You have to have the right. Like I wouldn't put, I didn't like when Dylan Cousins was on the right flank because he's a right hand shot. And I feel like you're, every time the puck goes to the right hand side, it slowed things down. But power would work well there. And yeah. you know what? If you have power in Darlene, what, who says they can't stay for the whole two minutes, mm-hmm. right? Just keep they. Well, it's not like did for eight years. So. I, I, exactly. Who says that you just put Darlene and power out there and you say they're going to do the breakout. It's going to help with the breakout. And me. So I know Shayna Goldman, which is our Friday and, you know, special guest. Um, she's really big on the one defenseman four forward, but. Oh, yeah. But I think we all are nowadays, right? Like, I mean, but why there's not? always like, think outside the box, try yeah. something different. We're 13 games <laughs> well, in the season. This is going back inside the box, I believe. Is that not, wouldn't that be the case if we're, well, we're it's going, going back, back to the decades? attic? It's going back to the attic to the old boxes, but yeah, yes, yeah. it's outside Dust the new off. box. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's uh, what everybody did. And again, do yeah. you have to do the one, three, one on the power play that everybody uses? Can you do an overload where yeah. you kind of put other penalty kills in, in a tough situation where they, Hey, we've not killed against a power play formation like that ever. Yeah. Like they would have to adjust to you instead of you having to adjust to people. Yeah. Darren Dreger, of course, hockey insider TSN joins us at the bottom of the hour and lots around the NHL to discuss. It's busy, busy night tonight. There were three last night, including a battle of Ontario that, Thankfully, did not turn into a three-pointer. Thank you, Ottawa, for your service. Uh, They did a wonderful job of closing out the Maple Leafs in spectacular offensive fashion uh, as they rode the absolute brilliance of Claude Giroux and Tim Stutzla to uh, a late-game victory and uh, more questions, more and more questions, Marty, about Toronto. Like, I mean, this should be a six-game losing streak right now. If Tampa didn't blow it, blow it, a 4-1 lead they had in Toronto last game, 
And pretty still, listen, and and they were lucky. Toronto was lucky in two spots, and the uh, comeback win against uh, Tampa. It allowed them to get a win, and it allowed Nylander to get an assist on the overtime goal. <laughs> and now he's at 13 game streak to start the season. Mm-hmm. He and, and our Timmy Panarin are going back and forth, right? They were both at 12. Now Nylander got a couple of points yesterday, so Wait, he's at 13. Huh? Oh, Wake yeah. me at 50 because then they'll yeah. be on the cusp of Gretzky. Otherwise, I don't care. But the only two active players that have had better streak to start a season are Connor McDavid and Nate McKinnon. Mm-hmm. So it's still pretty good in today's day and age, right? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, that's not the but, talking point in Toronto right now. Nobody that, gives No, them. that's not. They're going to talk yeah. about goaltending. Joseph Wall didn't look good last year. Team yesterday. defense, I think they're going to talk about. I think yeah, they're going to talk about team defense. Yeah. But if Samsonov was playing well, you wouldn't talk about goaltending. It's okay to have a bad game. I, it happens. And Joe Wall had a bad game yesterday. Team defense is going to be one. Depth scoring is going to be another, right? Like, okay, so Nylander had a goal and assist. Uh, um, Robertson scored. He's only been up for two games, but yeah. yeah no, he looks, but the, looks great. I don't think they're going to have a problem scoring. I really don't. <laughs> it's, it's, Keep it out of your net. But right. I will say all credit is due to, as you pointed out, Claude Giroux, Tim Stutzler, Matthew Joseph. That line was unbelievable. And it was a line that had not played together at all this season. DJ Smith, when his job is on the line, literally, like if you lose to Toronto on national TV in Canada and after, you know, the the, the troubles that they've had, the GM got fired, he probably is packing up his stuff this morning and going home and saying, well, putting things in the old box and I'm not coaching anymore. And he found the secret recipe of putting Jerusalem and Joseph together. They were incredible. Uh, And he gets a big win. And now maybe uh, his ticket to Sweden is still active because I was starting to wonder if he'd make it to the uh, Sweden games with the Ottawa Senators or if he, uh, if if he wouldn't make it there and would stay home and not travel to Sweden. When is that? Sorry. It's next week. Quite on my calendar. That's next week. Mm. They have two more games and then they travel out, I think. They were involved in a big transaction years ago when they were overseas. It was the Matt Duchesne three-way with uh, Colorado and Nashville. Oh, yeah, you're Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, that didn't turn out too well for them either. So, Uh, No, that didn't turn out too well. Although the only team that it turned out well for was the Colorado Avalanche. Well, we've seen them win a cup, yes. And, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting for sure. Um, So the East is, you know, they're – the Leaf game avoided the three-point uh, mantle, but unfortunately, Florida and Washington did hit the three points uh, yeah. as the Panthers were able to win in overtime, four to three. Sam Reinhardt with yet another overtime oh. goal. Unbelievable! <laughs> he has yet another, yet another. <laughs> I was hoping you'd pick up on that. Oh. Well, I, 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 I did. Um, I was surprised that you said it like that. I'm like, wait a second. I think he's like we just mentioned like before the show that he's only I'm had never two. serious if you didn't know. Yeah. Um, and he never had one as a Buffalo Sabres for all these years that he was here. Never scored an overtime. He probably goal didn't get the- on the ice is my guess. He should have been because now he's got two um, and he's got the fastest ever in Florida Panthers history at 15 seconds in. Um, you know what, though? Washington battled hard. I am not crazy about 
Darcy Kemper this year. The yeah. goal that Sam Reinhardt scored, do you remember Willie Nylander scored a very similar goal against him early in the season where he's a right-hand shot, comes down the right wing, kind of on a partial breakaway, and the goalie just makes himself look about as small as a 10 bits, you know, mini sick hockey goalie. <laughs> like he just looked so small. There was so much room for Sam to just elevate the puck over his glove. You could have just stopped at Timbits hockey. I think people would have got the idea. Uh, I don't know if it's a thing here in Buffalo anymore, is it? <laughs> well, where else would it be a thing? I don't know. Maybe in Canada. I know when my son started, he was with the Timbits, but I don't know that it's like that anymore. Oh, okay. Well, I'll give you that. But regardless, the Panthers get another uh, significant win. They are climbing the ladder. Uh, what do you think of them at this point in time? Given... They are still not yet at 100% full health and might yeah, not be for a while. That may not be for a while. They still have some significant piece, obviously, on the sideline. Uh, you got no Aaron Eggblad, no Sam Bennett, no Brendan Montour. Sergey Bobrovsky doesn't look great. You know, he's not, you know, on the case, Bob, that we've, uh, we've, we've seen at times. He's very one year on, one year off type thing. But the team itself is rolling. It's, mm-hmm. They're rolling good. They're playing quick. They're fast. Um, Sam Reinhardt's having a fantastic start the season. And I'm happy for Sam because yeah. he's, he's you know, elevated when they needed him. And something that, you know, critical here in Buffalo over time where we always wanted Sam to play a bigger role and maybe have more of responsibilities. It didn't happen here. Well, sometimes it takes time. And it's happening in Florida right now for him. Yeah, I mean, in Sam's defense, I think he was trending the right way here for sure uh, before he was dealt. And it was just a you know circumstance more than anything to try to move on and, and just rebuild the way that Kevin Adams has talked about. But Sam, right now tied with Mason McTavish, Braden Point, Kyle Connor, and Miko Rantanen for the game-winning goal-scoring lead in the oh. NHL this season with three. Darren Dreger is going to join us next as we will, of course, look around the NHL and uh, try to get him to comment on whatever the biggest rumors are, but also a lot of fact-based stuff as well, including the use of net guards, the increased use of net guards around the league. Uh, of course, tomorrow is the Amherst Hockey Fights Cancer Night in Rochester. It's our Hockey Fights Cancer Night here at Key Bank Center and obviously in partnership with our friends at Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. We have a guaranteed jackpot of $50,000 for those of you attending that want to get involved in the 50-50, or even if you're playing from home, you can scan the QR code on the screen right now or go to sabers.com slash 50-50. There will be additional prizes outside of the guaranteed jackpot of 50000 to be won, such as team signed stick, signed jersey, Owen Power signed jersey, sweet tickets, and more. Again, sabers.com slash 50-50. We'll continue Sabers Live after this. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.